welcome to the Your Living Life Legacy Broadcasting Network that's powered by Faith-Based Cause Initiative and NRM Streamcast. Uh, we're very pleased to uh, welcome back um, a person that is going to share some information with us uh, to our own accord. Uh, sometimes uh, it's important for people to understand when a person um, wears several hats. Uh, sometimes they're uh, leading, other times they're uh, supporting and following, and other times they're just observing to make sure people stay in between the, the boundaries, in between the lines, and don't get, if you would, um, affected by diversions, uh, which come in all types of forms. And this particular uh, uh, guest, you won't uh, be at all surprised, or you won't be at all, um, you know, confused about her conversation because it's always, always been on the subject matter of education, on early childhood development, on middle childhood development, on late childhood development, and then and basically working in concert with other professionals that are her peer group uh, that basically need a sounding board and needs to be in that room where you, while you may uh, uh, disagree, you're always, uh, you know, not disagreeable and where you're always looking to move the process forward and sometimes that's challenging and sometimes it's challenging because it's supposed to be challenging and she has prevailed on a number of addition, no, initiatives within the educational community. So ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome back Dr. Harvell. It's my pleasure to be here. Yes. yes. Share with us your uh, Detroit Public School community, uh, which, again, is the largest district, I believe, in uh, Michigan. It is. Uh, it is. And uh, I know that because yep. my brother Odell Jones built most of the schools, uh, especially your old Cass Tech uh, alma mater. Yeah, probably Cass Tech, um, Mumford, um, East English Village. Mm -hmm. All of those schools were... Uh, rebuilt and uh, you know they they're just looking good they're great schools good structures yes infrastructure was set up well so first of all I want to thank all of the voters that voted to elect me okay so I'm in my second term it's a four-year term and so I have two years uh, left I have served as the curriculum chair uh, uh, the legislative liaison and just cord I wear many hats on the board. I am now um, humbled uh, that my colleagues have uh, elected me to serve as vice president. So that is the capacity that I'm acting in now. Um, our president absolutely speaks for the board. And I can have her come back um, with Dr. Vitti, our superintendent. I was on that search committee that found him uh, in Florida minding his own business, <laughs> and uh, we went down looking to see what he was about, and it turned out that it has worked out very well for our school district. Um, he has great ideas. He implements. He moves forward with fidelity, and those are all of the characteristics that I look for uh, in a superintendent. So that is how I got to be uh, vice president and um uh, I love our children. So what happened? I was a principal and, of course, a teacher and a special ed director. 
And I'm noticing that some of the mentees that I had are now serving as principal, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm proud of that. Um, and I don't know what other direction you want me to take you in other than to tell you we have a lot going on. So face-to-face -face options as well as um, the virtual learning is kind of what we're engaged in. And we're going to be having a upcoming community meeting tonight where we're going to talk about whatever parents want to talk about. And you can get information on that by going to www.DetroitPublicSchoolsCommunitySchoolDistrict.org and they'll give you the Zoom address and you come on in. Um, in relationship, Dr. Harville, to the transition from uh, on-site uh, education to visual education, uh, can you share with us uh, how well that has uh, really uh, been implemented and whether or not uh, there's enough hardware for the students and enough bandwidth when it comes to the connectivity and how long do you uh, see that particular necessity of visual communication integrating into personal communication being with us okay so the board will decide at their March meeting um, to what degree we have face-to-face um, -face learning and virtual learning. Right now we've been doing virtual learning. Today just happens to be the day that uh, our learning centers are opening back up. And they're opening back up because we're below, Detroit of course is below the 5% rate. So we're gonna see what happens. Do we have enough broadband? Our s superintendent, along with several partners, uh, secured uh, the funding to make certain that our kids have the uh, devices that they need, okay. along with the broadband. But we continue to enhance it because, like with everything, if you get 51,000, something may go wrong with 5,000. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're working on that, and we have our learning centers where you can bring those there and get them repaired or what have you. Now, of course, the CARES Act funding is helping us to enhance capacity with technology. So when people want accountability, they want to know, well, what are you doing with all that money? Well, we've got to, of course, invest it in technology and broadband and so on and so forth. Why do we have to do that? Because it won't operate. We can't, we can't have all the kids back into uh, the building uh, because we can't, parents have not said uh, 100% that they want face-to-face. -face. So the superintendent has a survey, and the survey is giving us responses to know how we want to plan. Okay. okay? And that's why I'm saying I would more than, I mean, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to come. If you really want some specifics, um, that's what he's doing, and then he'll share with us at a meeting. But um, I'm feeling... I'm feeling pretty good about the fact that we have a low incident rate going on in the city of Detroit. I think our governor has done a yeoman's job yes. with what she's done in terms of closing down or reopening because it is what it is. Yes. And we all want to be safe. Um, you know, I, I would just want to add, because uh, I, I, I know that uh, uh, in the time that we spent together, uh, who you are, 
uh, in terms of what you would put first. And, you know, it's so easy for younger people to look at uh, a situation and in that old, if you would, uh, I, I don't know if it was a fable or a cartoon uh, or if it was, uh, I guess it was all of both. And it was about that king, you know, who was killing all his tailors because, uh -huh. you know, oh, yeah. the suit that he was going to wear during his big parade just didn't look right. Right. And finally one of the tailors got real creative and just gave him the suit there was no suit he was just naked okay and so uh, <laughs> it, it saved his life yeah. but as the king was walking in the parade it took a little child to come out because everyone was seeing the king the same way he was naked uh -huh. but because of their fear for the king if you remember everyone's clapping and cheering I do I'm so trying to remember that specific and then all of a sudden a little child comes out of the crowd and says uh, hey you don't have any clothes on <laughs> So uh, sometimes, you know, it's really challenging to um, stand on the side of truth. You know, it's always been said, you know, we all, and when we reflect back on our lives, really knew pretty much the right thing to do. Right. But most of the time, the right thing to do is very hard, so it's very easy to just be neutral. Right. Let's just go along with things. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're the type of person that uh, understands that when it comes to education, I reflect on raising my children in the uh, Adel School District. Uh, okay. My son, uh, Oswald, my um, uh, other son, Edward, my daughter, you know, Sophia and Prentice, uh, they basically... Uh, never went to private school because the public school was just incredible. Yeah, Seattle obviously, public schools is great. Obviously, I'm, we had Bill Gates. Uh, I mean, my children yeah. in elementary school uh -huh. had computers. Right, right, uh, right. So how do you see what could we tell uh, the uh, legislators that you know anyone out there that can help uh, what could we message could we send to them to help us just really um, move forward and in, in light speed to better and better our education with that struggle of basically taking funding away from the Detroit from the public school system yeah. and abdicating it directing it to private education well, so for me, my background uh, included being at Friends School in Detroit. So that was private school private education. School. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I believe all children can learn. Yes. They just learn in different ways and at different times. So the first order of business for me is to give to public schools because of equitable issues that arise okay yes. so when you look at the research on equity and you look at where detroit public schools is you know that something was wrong if the superintendent hadn't gone out to get the funds for us to have those electronic devices for those 51,000 students that we have. Can you imagine where we would be? No, I can't. Okay. Terrible. And so so but 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 you're saying back in Seattle 20 years ago yes. they had it. Yes. Okay. And and in my head right now is something going off. Who were those superintendents cuz I remember learning about some of those superintendents and Seattle schools was always out there as one of the most exciting, stimulating school districts that existed. Okay, so that was 20 years ago. So our legislators need to know that we need more and more and more funding to educate our children, to even feed them, yes. okay? To, so that's why we do grab and go, because 
there are so many kids in our school district that do not have breakfast in the morning. Can you share with us grab and go? I mean, I know that's a, a uh, right. So grab and go is a little paper bag breakfast. Okay. That might have a biscuit and egg or a little slice of meat with it and maybe an apple. Sounds like and the proper, some juice. Sounds like okay. a proper portion. Yep, nutrients. It's it's nutritious. You don't have to go to McDonald's. Why? Because I know you didn't have the money in the first place. Yes. Okay. So it's here at your school. You can also get it uh, a a dinner bag or a lunch bag. You have to walk up there and get it. Guess what? Some of our kids don't even have transportation. Recently, we've purchased a few vans where we can pick it up and take it to the door, you know, to the homes. We have uh, medically fragile children that can't get out, okay? Their parents have to work. There may be a sitter or someone there with them, but we need to get them to lunch. So when we talk about equitable kinds of issues, so we're not in Seattle, we're not in West Bloomfield, uh, and no pun intended, it's just that, we have to give as much as we can to our children. Um, and again, the whole issue is equity. Yes. Okay? Yes. And I understand better now, Dr. Harville, when you talk about uh, the Detroit Public School or any public school uh, uh, first, and that's because of the again balancing out the scale and I always remember uh, when I was taking my uh, well, you know, it was kind of a fight between me and my um, wife about taking the kids to um, to elementary school you know I had uh, stewardship over Andrew and Vanessa and I would take them to school easily a walking distance okay easily a walking distance uh -huh. so I was very puzzled uh, when uh, school started and uh, she was sharing well, are you do you want to take the kids to school or would you like me to and I'm like we're not taking the kids anywhere I said, they're walking to school. I mean, it's, come on, I jog by there every morning, uh, and, and you, uh, you know, do the stroller thing with the baby, and you go right down by Starbucks. Starbucks is right down the street from the school. What do you mean, you know, drive? She said, well, you know, the, all the other kids are being driven. So sure enough, I uh, put them in the car, you know, and got through the, you know, the gates and everything, and uh, took them around the street to the school, and it, I would have thought Michael Jackson was playing there, or uh, Alvis Presley had been. You it know, is uh, a production. Back. The line had to be fifty, <laughs> close to a hundred cars. I was so irritated, I had to just. I said, you know what? We're parking, and I'm going to walk you guys up. I'm not going to be in this line, you know, dropping you off. So it's a. It was a change of community. Yeah. I was not used to that, and I still believe that there's some communities where the parents can't take their children to school. But it's a culture that is different depending on where you live. Okay, Dr. Okay, Arbel. that's it, that's, that's breaking it down. So, you know, with all due respect, cause I was raised on the east side of Detroit. You know, my mom was at work. Yes. Okay, so I had to walk and go. But in other communities, mm -hmm. their parents let them out and have a great day. Mm -hmm. smooches you know you get all of that love before you even get inside to learn yes that's what I was talking about when I talked about my teacher would let me come in and wash her boards mm -hmm. but she would bring me a banana yes 
some strawberries, and I could eat that while I was washing her boards. That's what made me want to become a teacher, that, that special time. Uh, with her, Dr. So, Herbill, yeah. this this has been a great time to fellowship again, and we yeah, look forward pleasure. to the next time to fellowship. I want to share with the audience that when we talk about faith-based, cause-based charitable outreach, it really starts with our children. Our children, we sincerely believe, uh, as I'm uh, told over and over again by our uh, chairman, Mr. Uh, Garland, and uh, Dr. Pastor William Reveille, you know, children really are the future. And uh, we need to make sure that we set aside a special place in our heart and in our body to continue to pour all the love and, and, and just all the, uh, the knowledge that we have into supporting the educators such as Dr. Harville that are taking the lead, that have jumped over the broom uh, when they really didn't have to do that. And they stepped into the administrative role. They stepped into the uh, quasi-political role because we never want to uh, politicize, I believe, personally, our school system, our educational system. We need everyone, everyone working together. And if we can't work together, let's just try to walk together and get to that common goal of making sure we measure we measure our expectations on the results and so while it's painful uh, to calibrate the effect of the pandemic just on nutrition mm -hmm. just on imagine a child relying on the educational system and their teachers for parental guidance and just really having to get something to eat in the morning mm -hmm. or at the evening. That's what our public schools provide. That's what our educational system provides. So on behalf of the Faith-Based Cause Initiative, on behalf of uh, just all our uh, volunteers, and more important, on behalf of the uh, we call celebrities. They were our guests, but we want to do a very good job of building our community up and building the people up doing Black History Month that are actually still living. And I certainly celebrate during this time, uh, Dr. Deborah Hunter Harvell. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, and hello to Pastor Reveille. I've heard him preach before. I've heard him minister. I will pass that on. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, guests.